time once again for TM Views, where we get the perspective from one of our panelists on the major news developments uh, here in Korea. Joining us this week is Hee Jin Koo, former foreign correspondent and research fellow at Korea Peninsula Future Forum, a think tank that studies models for the future unification of the two Koreas. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. We're going to be talking about the presidential election. Uh, This is going to be certainly a consequential election, whether the incumbent uh, Donald Trump or his challenger, former Vice President Vice uh, President Joe Biden wins. So we're going to assess what the election uh, effects would be potentially for North Korea policy. Uh, before we do so, I believe we have a soundbite uh, uh, kind of depicting how both candidates look at things right now. We have a different kind of a relationship. We have a very good relationship and there's no war. Look, instead of being in a war where millions of people, Seoul, you know, is 25 miles away, Millions and millions, 32 million people in Seoul. Millions of people would be dead right now. What has he done? He's legitimized North Korea. He's talked about his good buddy who's a thug, a thug, and he talks about how we're better off. And they have much more capable missiles, able to reach U.S. territory much more easily than ever did before. Okay, so please start us off. Talk about the letters and and the thug issue. (laughs) Well, um, as you might have heard, that succinctly summarizes Mm -hmm. um, both candidates' views on North Korea, uh, with Trump's emphasis on the beautiful letters from Kim Jong-un and Joe Biden hurling insults as thug against uh, the North Korean leader. The subject has been yet another point of debate in what has become the most divisive U.S. presidential election in history and with clear differences on either approach to North Korea, we have to look ahead to what each presidency may mean uh, for North Korea as well as for South Korea, uh, as well as the discussions on the denuclearization issue. Um, What can we expect in terms of talks to denuclearize North Korea and what impacts will these elections have on the UN and US sanctions on North Korea and South Korea's efforts to bring an end to the Korean War? So what's at stake for North Korea in this election? Well, um, North Korea will be keeping a close eye on the results, as with most of the world, because uh, its uh, negotiations with the, the US will be at stake. And the tactics that it, it employs against or towards uh, the US will swing sharply depending on who takes the Oval Office. Um, North Korea's goal hasn't changed much in the past uh, quarter of a century. It wants to retain its uh, hard-earned stockpile of nuclear weapons and materials, which has actually increased during the Trump administration. It wants to negotiate on equal footing with the US and be accepted as a nuclear power. Um, to finalize a deal uh, that can lift sanctions and shake free of the chokehold on on the economy, um, armed with the leverage of missiles that can uh, reach the U.S. continent. Uh, In other words, it has been said before, it wants its cake and eat it too. We estimate North Korea to have up to 30 nuclear warheads as of 2019 and the materials for, uh, to make another 30 to uh, 60 nuclear weapons. 
Some experts have even predicted North Korea's stockpiles will reach up to 100 warheads by the end of this year. Um, North Korea also displayed its biggest ever ICBM, as well as upgrades to its existing weaponry during its parade last month. So in your view, uh, if North Korea, or let's say if since Kim Jong-un basically controls everything. If Kim Jong-un had a vote in the U.S. presidential, who would he vote for? Obviously, yes, Trump. Um, Because he has a handle on how to manage uh, uh, the president. Uh, the incumbent president. Um, he was uh, Trump was the first U.S. president to grant Kim legitimacy through his summits with the reclusive leader, something that was unimaginable in previous administrations. Uh, it was a question of timing, of course, and Kim grabbed at it. Um, Trump's unorthodox and unpredictable style of diplomacy suited this tactic. Kim, through his uh, dealings with Trump, has a good idea on how to manage him, uh, and uh, neither the U.S. nor North Korea has made any move to make good on their agreements made during the two summits in Hanoi and Singapore. Of course, North Korea has kept to its agreement on a moratorium of nuclear tests and long-range missile test launches. However, it has continued tests on its short- and mid-range missiles, as well as upgrading its delivery systems, which actually is a threat to closer neighbours such as South Korea and Japan. Uh, We will likely see negotiations uh, that will not likely diminish during the Trump administration, uh, North Korea's nuclear stockpile, but a maintaining of the status quo. Um, Some US sanctions may be eased, uh, but economic and military sanctions will likely remain in place without any progress on discussions. Now, on the other hand, Biden will likely focus more on U.S. allies working together uh, on a working-level diplomacy to, uh, towards denuclearization. He's painfully aware that during the Obama administration, uh, it was uh, impossible to rein in North Korea's nuclear tests as well as uh, the developments of nuclear weapons. He and his uh, diplomatic security advisors have emphasized that the need to join hands with allies will be the shift and the focus of the next administration. So what we'll likely see is tougher sanctions, resumption of joint military drills, and working-level discussions regarding North Korea. Now, North Korea has been extremely vocal about its disapproval for Biden since his days as vice president during uh, the Obama administration. Of course, last year, he even claimed him to be a, quote-unquote, a rabid dog that should be beaten to death, uh, lashing out comments directed at Kim. Well, uh, from the South Korean perspective, then, uh, there is a track record with Trump. So we know what the past four years have been like. So we can gauge what the next four years uh, with Trump reelected would be like. Biden, we can look at maybe the eight years of the Obama presidency. But how would either uh, presidency affect South Korea right now? Well, um, it is true that during the Trump administration, uh, Seoul was sidelined by Washington uh, during it, uh, in its discussion with Pyongyang regarding the nuclear issue. Um, still, South Korea welcomed any dialogue uh, between the U.S. and the North, which allowed for some leeway for, for inter-Korean discussions to take place. 
US. Um, Trump's suspension of military exercises jointly held with South Korea may have brought uh, criticism from defense and uh, security experts, uh, but it helped ease tensions uh, on the 38th parallel for a limited amount of time. However, uh, uh, these optimism was cut short uh, uh, due to short-range missile tests, a demolition of a South Korean liaison office in, in the north, as well as a shooting death of a South Korean uh, civil servant at the hands of North Korean soldiers. Um, Biden, on the other hand, as I mentioned, uh, will resume these military exercises, will likely do so. Um, and this is aimed partly to, to keep North Korea in check, and he will likely resume uh, diplomatic efforts to reinforce trilateral regional alliances uh, that uh, that bring together the U.S., uh, Japan, and South Korea. Um, but a Biden administration would likely be more conscientious about including uh, both in its dealings with North Korea. Um, and Biden may have uh, a previously opposed meeting personally with uh, Kim Jong-un. However, he's very well aware of the impact of such meetings, as evidenced by the two summits. Um, and Biden has said he is open to meeting with Kim only if there is an actual strategy that moves the ball forward on nuclearization. Um, now, this is not Kim Jong-un style at all. North Korea's system is a top-down diplomacy, much like that of the Trump administration, ironically enough. And uh, overall, final thoughts? Well, no matter who takes office, um, the future of the U.S. and South Korea alliance will likely focus not just on deterring North, North Korea, but on how they agree on engaging uh, Pyongyang. Uh, Moon may chafe at Trump's disrespect for South Korea, but we will. Gr- uh, but he will likely grab at the opportunity to uh, improve inter-Korean relations. Biden may provide uh, better coordination and security, uh, strengthening uh, the U.S.-Korea alliance, but it will. Uh, likely hamper Moon's efforts to engage Kim Jong-un and North Korea uh, uh, in in uh, preceding a, a, a peace process on uh, the Korean Peninsula. South Korea's task will likely uh, be to cut, uh, circumvent all these potholes in, in either scenarios in moving forward. Yeah, one thing for clear is uh, certainly it will be consequential and uh, there are certainly uh, stark differences uh, in the way they will be approaching North Korea as well as the overall alliance with South Korea. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Kui Jin, as always, thank you very much. Thank you.